I'm Victoria, a Catholic wedding photographer. And I'm Joe, a Catholic wedding videographer and photographer. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage. As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day. All the stresses and obstacles, and we're here to help you through it all. In this podcast, we'll cover topics like planning out a timeline, Catholic wedding traditions, and more. Our hope is that you'll find this podcast helpful in both your wedding planning and marriage preparation. Know that we are praying for you and your fiancé as you plan and prepare. Welcome Welcome to the Catholic Catholic Wedding Wedding Podcast. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday, I guess, because that's when our episodes post. But for us, it's Friday. And today we're here, uh, Victoria and I, as usual. But we also have uh, Kaylee on the podcast with us today. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Good morning, y'all. My name is Kaylee. I'm not a wedding expert like these two lovely ladies. I'm just a fellow bride on the journey towards marriage. Yay. We love that though, because it's nice to get different perspectives. And I know that like this topic is going to help hopefully a lot of couples who are kind of working through the same things. And and pretty much today, let me like not be mysterious any longer. Um, Today we're talking about big life transitions. So marriage in it of itself is a huge transition. You're like starting an entirely new life together. You're going to start a new lifestyle together. And oftentimes there's a lot of other big life transitions that happen as well. Maybe you're moving, maybe you're buying a house, getting a job, whatever. Um, or maybe some of that stuff is happening before you even get married. And mm-hmm. so you're trying to plan a wedding and all of this other stuff is happening and it's a lot. So, um, Kaylee, I, you're here to kind of share your experience with that and maybe give and offer some advice and tips. I'm super excited. Yes. Thank y'all so much for having me on the podcast. It's this podcast has been a big resource for Steven, my fiance and myself, and I'm excited to be here. So yeah, my fiance, Steve and I, we've been together for about three and a half years. We're getting married in six months on our fourth anniversary, which is very cute. Uh, in the past three or so years, we we've gone through a lot of life transitions together. We've gone through moving from Texas to Alabama and moving back, um, a diagnosis of a chronic health condition, two graduations, moving out of our parents' houses and back into our parents' houses thanks to COVID. Mm-hmm. I've purchased a house, going through grad school applications, all kinds of different jobs. So. And and that's within three years, which is a short amount of time. And now preparing for our engagement and preparing for marriage, you know, I'll be moving from the city I've been in for almost eight years to be with Steven. And Mm. that comes with new job, new home, building new friendships. And we've been long distance since three months into our relationship. And so going from long distance to short distance Mm -hmm. is also going to be a big transition. But I like to tell people it's a lot, but it's, it's all beautiful things and it's all good things, but it can still be a lot to carry. Oh yeah, that's for sure. I know for me, like for us, kind of like what Joe was saying, like we, we went through like all of these transitions of like, we were long distance. We moved to a completely like new city that neither of us were raised in. So that was completely different by in the process of buying a house throughout our engagement, uh, finding new jobs. And like you mentioned too, like finding and establishing new friendships because all of your friends are back home or, you know, wherever you grew up. And it's, it takes a while, especially as like an adult to like 
make new friends or to become friends with like your fiance's friends, like, and feel comfortable enough to like be very close with them and kind of, you know, get in that circle of friendship as well. So I can definitely relate to a lot of this. And I think a lot of other people can too, even if it's just like the fact that you're moving to maybe a different city and also planning a wedding. That's a lot. Like even just take like packing up your place of like wherever you're living and moving in together, that is a huge transition. So all these other things just like stack upon it and can it can definitely be a lot. So so are you in Texas or are you in Alabama or where are you located and then where is he? Yeah. So I am currently in San Antonio, Texas. Okay. And he is in Houston, Texas, where we grew up. Gotcha. Uh, okay. But for about a year of our relationship, I lived in Birmingham, Alabama. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Okay. But I've been to Texas. So even if the two cities are in the same state, how far is San Antonio from Houston? It's about a three hour drive. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it, I, uh, I'm driving I, back today. And so I'm already mentally bracing myself for three hours uh, with Texas drivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put on a good podcast, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, do I have the podcast to listen to? <laughs> So, oh gosh, that's I, so you've been through like all of these different transitions, so many things going on that you've mentioned. Um, what are the, some of the things that have really helped you like to prepare for all these transitions? I think that there's three, three things I wanted to talk about, but probably the biggest one has been having a daily routine. Mm-hmm. Life, life is crazy. There's tons of stuff going on, but every single morning I know I'm going to pray Every single morning, Stephen and I send each other a morning voice memo and we mm-hmm. wish each other a good day. We talk a little bit about what we've got going on and every single evening we FaceTime together and we always pray together at night. So That's knowing cool. that I've got, it's very small. It could be five minute FaceTime call with each other, but we, we try to spend a little bit of time in the morning and a little bit of time in the evening together, uh, either on a voice memo or a FaceTime, which has been great prayer, which admittedly is an area for growth for me and trying to build a more consistent prayer life. But during this engagement, I've really fallen in love, fallen in love with the rosary mm-hmm. um, and bringing Mama Mary into it. I love, there's an adoration chapel about 10 minutes from my house and stopping in there before or after work to spend a little bit of time in silence when everything else is so crazy. It's such mm-hmm. a beautiful gift. Um, but on a more logistic note i i was telling stephen about this last night it almost feels like i'm we're in the south hurricanes are a thing here mm-hmm. you know the hurricane is going to hit shore you know you've got some time to prepare so you get the food water check your pipes and all that stuff we know the wedding is coming we know this big life transition is coming mm-hmm. so what are the things we have to do now to prepare for when the big life transition hits us uh, and so we have a really clear timeline. You know, we're getting married in May. So by April, we need to have an apartment. By March, we need to have figured out what our job situation looks like. And we try to always stay on the same page of what's going on, having that clear timeline written out so that we can see it and visualize it. And then not being afraid to talk about the future and how it makes us feel. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, marriage is beautiful, but there's also a lot of a lot of big life changes happening and it's okay to be anxious or sad or worried even though you know it's for a greater good and a greater purpose it's okay to feel sad and we try to check in with each other when we're getting anxious 
I love yeah. all of that. That's amazing. Same. I think what stuck out to me the most, honestly, is when you were talking about the moments of silence, because I think that, I mean, and this is not just applicable to planning a wedding and big life changes. I think this is just applicable throughout life is we have a tendency and this is like the royal we, right? Like our generation, the world, whatever, mm-hmm. has a tendency to constantly feel like, oh, we have to be doing something. We have to be productive. At least, I don't know. This is how I feel too. Like, even if I'm like going to take a shower, I'm like, oh, let me put a podcast on so that I can be like learning or educating myself or doing something. And like, I mean, even in the in-between moments, I'm like, okay, I, I constantly have to have something on, have something, you know, be further developing myself in some way shape or form right but there is something so profound to be said about just pursuing silence Mm -hmm. and particularly yeah if you're sitting in an adoration chapel and you're spending some time in silence with the lord but you know you can you can do that at home too you don't you know need to be at the adoration chapel if you're like i'm overwhelmed it's okay to like take a take a step back take a break turn off all the screens and just be still and be silent. And I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember when I actually went on a retreat once and it was a silent retreat for a few days. And it was like one of the most like beautiful things that I've ever experienced because it's just, it is so quiet, so still. And you can really like focus on God and focus on like your thoughts and what you're actually like thinking and actually read without all these like distractions. So that even might be something that, you know, if, if possible, if that's an option, doing a retreat before getting married is like a really great way to kind of just like recenter yourself. Um, I also like that you mentioned the daily routines, like providing a sense Mm -hmm. of normal normalcy to the day, especially during long distance, because there's like so much going on there's so much things that like so many things that you can't get to do together until you're like not long distance anymore and I love establishing like those little things that you know you know every morning you have that voice memo or you know every evening you're praying the rosary together or whatever it may be I love like having that and that's a really great thing to just like carry into your marriage as well yeah 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 I think for long distance like I said we've been doing this for oh my gosh, we've been long distance for over three years at this point. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't have those daily moments of just spending time together, and sometimes it's literally a one minute, hey, I'm tired. Let's just do a a Hail Mary and go to bed. But knowing I get to spend that time with him, it's it's the thing I look forward to every single day. Mm -hmm. And there's no way we'd be here three years later if it wasn't for FaceTime. Got to Right. Thank goodness for that. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for technology. Oh, yes. So if if there's somebody or a couple that's feeling super overwhelmed by all of like big the big life transitions ahead and decisions that they've got to make for their wedding at the same time, what what would you say to them? Like what advice would you would you offer? Firstly, I would tell them it is okay to be overwhelmed. You are not a bridezilla. Sometimes you just have to cry. There's too many decisions and you've never cared about centerpieces until this moment of your life. It's okay to be overwhelmed. And sometimes you just need to get your your fiance to hug you, get your mom to hug you, just sit and cry, just like dissociate for a little bit on social media. Like that, that is okay. Um, Now a more like helpful thing for me to say for someone feeling overwhelmed I think in general for wedding planning is you already know you've got a lot going on. So don't make things harder for yourself. For Steven and I, 
when we first got engaged, we each picked out our top two things we wanted for our wedding. And we built the wedding around those two things. And if something comes up that's not either of our top two, who cares? Uh, for me, I really wanted to have a Catholic photographer and I wanted to have really good, delicious food. And Stephen wanted to have live music and he wanted to have a videographer. And so when a decision has to be made about flowers, well, neither of us really cared about flowers. So who cares? We, we, we literally don't even know what our flowers are going to look like. We just hired someone and we're like, we're giving you this much money. We did bring the, the flowers for our wedding. Like, <laughs> just make them pretty. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that all of our decisions can go back to, does this impact the two most important things that we wanted? Okay, no. Well, then that's unimportant. Mm-hmm. And kind of a sub tip for that: if if you're feeling overwhelmed consistently, delegate. Um, your groom is a perfectly capable person and can make those decisions for you. Your parents are perfectly capable people, your bridal party, let them love you and help you. I really struggle asking for help, but for, for example, this past week, I was really stressed with work. I had planned to figure out some of the transportation logistics of the wedding, getting from point A to point B. But I just asked Stephen, like, hey, I need you to take this on because I'm really stressed with this work project and he's handling it. He's got it done. I know it's going to happen. But Mm -hmm. trusting and letting the people in your life help you with the wedding planning or with life transition planning. Let your mom look at apartments for you. Let your dad figure out the moving company. Mm -hmm. You know, ask your mom, like your eight, to schedule your dentist appointment for you because you just don't want to deal with it that that's okay these people love you and want to help you yeah. um and lastly and I think this this has been a big help for me is just do one thing at a time I feel like when I first got engaged I felt like I needed to know the venue and get the dress and the flowers and everything had to be finalized but no it doesn't you can just take one decision at a time like work on your venue this month and then your food next month and just let yourself don't feel like you have to rush to make all of these decisions. And if you get really, really overwhelmed, it's okay to take a break. There's so many weeks where I'm like, I just don't want to think about my wedding this week. So I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really healthy too, to not always focus on it because I mean, you can get burnt out, you know, at work, you can get burnt out with wedding planning as well. That's, you know, it's definitely something that I think a lot of brides experience because they're just constantly thinking about it and constantly trying to plan or to take it all on. And that's just really overwhelming. And it's just, then you're, you're not going to enjoy the process. Right. Um, so I definitely recommend that. And I also like how you mentioned like delegating as well. And as you delegate, you're only building like better communication skills with your fiance, with your family members, explaining what you need from them, knowing yourself so that you know, like, okay, like I can't take on everything. And again, that's another thing that will carry on when you're married as well, because there'll be things they'll be like, I'm just so overwhelmed. I just can't do it all, but nobody's necessarily asking you to do it all. You just kind of have to ask them to help along with it. So I love that you mentioned all of that. Yeah. Especially because I think that a couple of the things that you mentioned, we, we which spoiler alert, you're going to get this question at the end of the episode. We usually ask guests, like, what's one piece of advice you would give to a newly engaged couple? And we've had a few people say, 
pick your top, you know, one or top two or top three priorities and focus on those. So I love that you guys are doing that. Uh We've had people mention delegation. We've had people mention taking breaks from planning. So I love that you're kind of implementing all of these things that, you know, whether you heard it on the podcast or just decided to do it for yourself. I love that you're, you are setting those boundaries for yourself and like, you know, encouraging other couples to do the same because yeah, like Victoria said, you want to be able to enjoy the wedding planning process. You don't want to get to wedding day and be like, oh, thank goodness this is over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to be excited that you're married finally, obviously, but you know, we want you to enjoy the process of being engaged because it's such a unique time in your life. It's, mm-hmm. you're not quite single. You're not, yeah, you're not single. You're not quite married yet, but it's this really beautiful in between. And so we want you to enjoy that. For sure. Yeah. When it stops being fun, why? Like you, you're planning your life together with your person. And if you feel like you're always on the verge of tears, like something's, something's wrong and you need mm-hmm. to take a step back. It shouldn't, it shouldn't yeah. be a painful process to get ready for marriage. Yeah. And it's okay to ask for help for sure. Yeah. And kind of going along with asking for help, if you're going through like all these like big life transitions, we honestly really recommend hiring a wedding planner for your wedding. Um, it will give you so much like peace of mind and our friends at white Lily weddings are there to make your engagement so peaceful. So you can focus on your marriage rather than just your wedding day. So White Lily is our sponsor for this episode. They have been so generous to offer our listeners a free second day of coordinator when you hire them. So they'll add on an extra coordinator for your wedding day. They also have a free wedding day checklist. So if you can't um, hire them as like your your planner, that's okay. The, The checklist is like very thorough. It's completely free. It's like over 300 items on there and it has everything that you need to make sure that everything's going to go smoothly on your wedding day. So you can even just print that out, go through it with your fiance, go through it with your bridal party and make sure you have everything there and ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Something that I wanted to ask earlier too, um, was specifically about like the long distance stuff for you and Steven which I don't think this is like actually a question. This is just a a Joanna random spaghetti brain thought when you're like thinking about and you're planning ahead for marriage, is there anything that you're excited or anxious about when it comes to going from long distance to now you guys are going to be living in the same space and now you're going to not be long distance anymore? For sure. I think I'm backtrack for a second. So when Stephen and I first got engaged, we were so incredibly lucky to be able to do the Comunidad Santiago together in Spain. We like got engaged on a Tuesday and on Thursday flew out and did the Camino. And we we spent that time together really talking about what we wanted our marriage to look like, what everything from when do we want to pray together to how do you want to load the dishwasher to what do family holidays look like for you? What does it look like? Like if I cook dinner, do you do the dishes or do we want to cook dinner together and do the dishes together? Mm-hmm. And throughout our engagement since then, first of all, that was just a really beautiful time to spend together and just talk about what our marriage looks like. And yeah, so and even talk about though, having to spend a lot of time together with oh the Camino, you know. <laughs> it was also very much a crash course of like 
oh, long distance, you're spending 24 seven with your person while hiking yep. 20 miles a day. Don't kill each other. Although we ended up, it was great. We had such a beautiful time. Um, That's awesome. A lot of blisters. But yeah, I think we we spent so much time talking about our marriage and the expectations that we have for each other and for ourselves. But yes, I'm a little nervous, but we've pretty much talked about everything under the sun. Like I, I know for the holidays what he would want to do with his family versus what I would do with my family and what we're going to do together. and we like, have each lived on our own, which I think was, has been really helpful. So we've been able to establish our own habits. And I know it's going to be a big adjustment, especially moving in with a boy with very different habits and, <laughs> and customs. But I think not, not only wedding planning, but having that time to just talk about what is, what are the little details of our lives what will those look like together has been helpful to not feeling as nervous it's really beautiful when you can like dream together it's I think it's like more exciting than like anxious I mean maybe a little bit I like looking back on my long distance like it's a little bit anxious but like overall just more excitement like finally (laughs) like finally we get to be together because like everybody else gets to but we can't you know (laughs) I just can't wait to wake up and like have my person there or like when I need a hug he sends me a hug gif that's not the same that's not the same as a real hug right (laughs) for sure I love that kind of going along with what Joe is asking so if someone is in a long distance relationship and they'll spend most of their engagement like long distance what kind of advice would you give them I think because your time together in person is so precious, mm-hmm. figure out what are the tasks that you can do on your wedding that need to be in person and kind of figure out if you want to do those together or like Steven lives in the city we're getting married in. So he toured the venues. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the venue until much later, but I was able to interview photographers because I can do that from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to create pretty clear times like, Hey, when we FaceTime on Tuesday, we're going to go over the guest list together, or we're going to look at food dinner options. Um, but when we're together over this weekend, we're not allowed to talk about the wedding. And so we Mm -hmm. just try to make it clear, like this time is wedding planning time. This time is not wedding planning time. And I think having, like we made a shared email address and a shared Google drive. And Mm -hmm. we also have been using Zola. And having those like digital spaces where we can kind of dump our brain stuff. I know some people like to use a binder, prefer paper or journal planning, but for us, everything has been digital, which is great because we can just, I can go in and look at a contract or he can go in and update something on our registry and we don't have to be in the same physical space to do that. So mm-hmm. our time together can just be together and not wedding planning. That's awesome. Which is honestly I love that. brilliant. Yeah, because especially with like the Google Drive stuff, like because both of you can be on there at the same time. So you can be updating stuff at the same time. You can be looking at it together in real time and Mm -hmm. updating like a budget spreadsheet or looking, like you said, looking over contracts or, you know, whatever. Like that's, I love that. That's like so simple, but I really, really like that you have that and both of you have access. And I also really like, and 
have encouraged people to do the like wedding, separate wedding email too, just mm-hmm. to keep all of your vendors and all of your wedding related stuff in one place mm-hmm. rather than like hunting down. Did you email this person or did I email that person or where is that contract or whatever? Like it's so convenient to have it all in one, one yeah. account in one location. And then when you get spam us- emails afterwards, they just go to that. <laughs> Exactly. And it's like, oh, well, what what did the videographer say about this? Well, I don't know. It's on our email. Like, We can just pull it up and find it. We don't, I don't have to dig through something or wait for him to dig through something. We can just, we both have it on our phone. So it's right there. Yeah. It keeps it so much more organized. And like Joe was saying, like, yeah, if you want to, after the wedding, you can just never look at that email again, pretty much. And <laughs> Or you can transfer that to your like married email. Um, <laughs> that you can use as like a shared email together um, for the future. So that's, that's really awesome. And I love how this whole, I feel like this whole episode is really like on like respecting like your own boundaries, like within wedding planning, which I love that you've been reiterating that because again, like I mentioned before, it's so easy to get burnt out or overwhelmed. So especially during long distance, like you mentioned, time is precious. You have maybe a weekend together. Like if you're lucky, maybe a little longer than that, that you're, you know, getting to enjoy the time together and you don't want that to only be wedding focused. You also want to be learning more about your future spouse and how it will be and kind of, you know, seeing what their routines are and all those kinds of things. So I love that you mentioned that. And I think something to add to that and and something we've navigated, I know you mentioned earlier about getting to know your fiance's friends. And that, that has like admittedly been so hard when our mm-hmm. friends live in different places and point. our families live in different places. So just, I think communicating those expectations, like, Hey, this weekend, I really want you to hang out with my friends mm-hmm. and then we'll have alone time later or this weekend. You really want me to be with your family. Okay. We'll do a family dinner. But mm-hmm. I think just knowing what you're getting into ahead of time before you see each other in person can just prevent hurt feelings or miscommunication later. Like this weekend, I know I'm spending time with Steven's family. Mm-hmm. And next weekend when he visits me, he's going to spend time with my friends. And we That's just, cool. we know that we've set those expectations. And I think just having that clear communication. So no one feels like they're getting the rug swept out from under them has been mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. That. That's awesome. What tips would you give to like, a fiance who's listening or family or friends on how to support the person who's going through all of these big life transitions. Cause like you said, like it's important to ask for help and it's also important for other people to be aware of how they can maybe be proactively helpful. Um, so is there anything that like maybe your fiance or your friends or your family have done to really help you out in preventing you from feeling overwhelmed? So I asked my fiance this question and he told me to say this um, verbatim quote, there's going to be times where you can help your fiance, but there's also going to be times where you just have to listen and understand Mm -hmm. End quote. And that, that truly has been the most important thing. Sometimes when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I don't know if it's just a men thing or a Steven thing, but it's a men thing. They, yeah. they want to fix your problems. And sometimes you just need to complain about how expensive flowers are. Mm-hmm. You, I don't need to know that I could get them at Costco or the grocery store. I just need to complain about how expensive they are. Mm-hmm. And it's been so great that I can be like, Stephen, I just need you to listen. Mm-hmm. Or Stephen, I need you to help me solve this problem. But 
sometimes you just got to listen. And sometimes you have to take away decision-making. I don't know how to explain this, but hey, you're really stressed about this thing. I will take this on for you. I will let you know if I need help, but I'm going to take this from you because it's clearly stressing you out too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most importantly is you have to be able to laugh at yourself. Sometimes weddings can be super ridiculous. Um, but just knowing that like you can laugh about it with your fiance or they can make the thing that's stressing you out funny is just the most, the most helpful thing that you mm-hmm. can do is make your stress out bride laugh. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I love like releasing like some of the burden as well from your fiance. Cause like, it can be hard. Sometimes you're not sure like how to help or what to do, but if you can see that something is like really stressing someone out, or even if it's not wedding planning, like related, maybe like they can't even focus on wedding planning because their car is like having all these problems and like coming and helping to save the day. I know like my husband, when we were, I think, I can't remember if we were dating or if we were engaged at this point, but like my car was having all sorts of problems. And so like, I had to go to work, he drove me to work. And then like during his visit, like he like got it all fixed for me. So it was like one less thing on my plate that I didn't have to worry about, which was like so helpful. So even just like, look at not even just the wedding planning stuff, like look at like their life situation if they need help with anything just being there to pitch a hand is super helpful that that just reminds me of a few weeks ago Stephen was over and I was really stressed and he cleaned out my fridge Mm -hmm. it was such a little thing but just like going through and throwing out the expired milk was Mm -hmm. such a gift and opening my fridge and not being more stressed out and then That's we determined awesome. that in our marriage, he would be in charge of the fridge after <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> that, that point. He was like, girl, this will be my job forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> or even like, if you're about to move, like when I was about to move out of New Jersey to Ohio, like Stephen came and he helped with like packing things up. So it was like, helped putting away my clothes, like organizing things. He is so much better at organizing than I am. So it's like, it's super helpful for like having him there and like, and then it makes it more fun too. It's like not stressful. Cause you're like with your fiance, like having more of like a fun time rather than like stressful time of packing. Cause packing can get overwhelming very quickly. Yeah. Um, so even like things like that, like that are like more like marriage specific stuff of you, like moving to, you know, your new home, like if he can pitch a hand and like with those things, kind of things as well, it can be really fun. I feel like the, the differentiating between I need to just talk about how I'm feeling and I need to fix my problems is good engagement advice, good wedding planning advice and good marriage advice. Mm-hmm. Like, so keep implementing that. Cause there are still times now where I, I will like go to call and be like, I need to vent. I need to get this out of my system. I don't need you to fix my problem. I just need you to listen. Or sometimes he'll like stop me and if I just start going and he'll be like, do you want me to help you fix it? Or just, do you just need me to listen? And that's been so helpful. So helpful. So I love that you guys are already doing that. Thank you so much, Kaylee, for being on the podcast. Um, We have one more question for you and we ask this to all of our guests. Um, But what is one piece of advice you'd give to a newly engaged couple? I don't know if this is just wedding advice or life advice. But I love to ask myself the question, what can present Kaylee do now to make future Kaylee's life easier? And I feel like when you're wedding planning, you know things are going to be really calm in the next month or so. Well, what can you get done now so that when the tsunami comes six months from now, 
your future self will thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Steven wanted to add his own piece of advice, which is always remember that you're on the same team. You're not just planning a wedding, but you're building a life together. And so even when you butt heads or get stressed, you're always fighting the same battle. You're not fighting each other. Mm-hmm. You're on the same side. That's awesome. I love that. And I, I actually love the, like, what can you do now to make your like future life better? So I'll even say that to myself. I'll be like, future Victoria will thank me for this. Even though I really don't want to like do the dishes tonight, future Victoria is going to be like really happy that like I did it. So <laughs> um, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking of. I yeah. was like, man, future Kaylee's going to thank me for doing the laundry, even mm-hmm. though I really don't want to do it right now, but it'll make her life easier. Another thing that I kind of adopted somewhat this year as kind of a resolution was like this like phrase of like, if it takes less than five minutes, just do it now. Like if it's going to take only a few minutes to just get it done, just do it that way. You don't have to worry about it in the future. So that can be another one. A lot of wedding stuff is going to take more than five minutes, but um, you know, so there are certain little things like replying to certain vendors or whatever it may be that, you know, it's just like, Hey, let's just get it out of the way. That way I don't have to worry about it the whole weekend or whatever. So yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the episode today, Kaylee, and just kind of sharing your expertise, your advice, your tips, and just kind of your, you know, background of you and Steven's relationship. So I know that this is going to be really fruitful for a lot of couples who are in the throes of wedding planning and big life transitions. So thank you so much for sharing your time. Um, where can people find you? Of course. So I am in the Catholic Brides Facebook group. I've definitely asked my fair share of questions in the Facebook group and people are more than welcome to reach out uh, if they want to ask anything or just want to vent about their big life transition. I'm always here to, to be a listening ear. Well, yeah, that being said, if you aren't already, um, we invite you to join the Catholic Bride Facebook group. Victoria and I are both there as well as Kaylee, um, along with a whole bunch of over a thousand other brides who are planning, brides who have, we, we get these really cute like graduation posts where brides will like share their pictures from their wedding day and then be like, I graduated, which is so I love cute. It. It, like warms my heart because we've like, you know, seen these women who have been like asking wedding planning questions and now we like get to see like the fruits of their labor from wedding planning and the pictures it's so sweet so please keep doing that if you're listening or please do that when you get married because we love seeing it all that to say uh, we invite you to be a part of that community it's really supportive and people are there to help you um, with wedding planning questions there's vendors there's brides um so yeah if you're not following us already um you can find us also on instagram at catholic wedding podcast And if you have any questions or podcast ideas or anything else, or just have a question for Victoria and I, um, you can email us at catholicweddingpodcast at gmail.com. And we're both there. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Kaylee. Um, And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye, guys. Bye.